Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You. We hope everybody's having a good week, and thanks for listening in. Pat obviously just wants to be a radio host, um, because that's what he sounds like. I think in another life I was, maybe. Um, Got a face for radio. Yeah. I'm drinking. It's kind of like, you know, I already had my coffee for the day, but I'm drinking... I made an iced a latte out of our leftover coffee because we keep making too much coffee. And then I will, or we decided to like save the leftover and put it in the fridge so I can make ice. And I think like it's like a, because the weather is getting warmer. Mm. I'm like, I need iced coffee throughout the day. Yeah. It's supposed to be up to like high 80s this Gosh, week. So exciting. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be the really warm day. Thursday, yeah. Get up to the high 80s, and I do always feel like when it's that warm out, like a nice cup of iced coffee later in the day is always, yeah, always in line. Yeah. Um, actually, pretty funny. Before we started uh, recording, we were talking about, um, you know, we always talk about the shows we're watching, and we've been watching this show. Um, it's called The Killing. But the part that made me... uh it's pretty funny. What's funny about was that? funny about it was because last night we watched uh, a couple episodes and I fell asleep. Oh, he still has no idea what happened. No. I didn't even tell him. No. So I've got to play That's catch good. up on that before That's we watch like that our, later tonight. If you guys watched Broadchurch, because we recommended that show, it's kind of similar to that. It's like really similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's The Killing. It's on Amazon Prime. And one thing that does suck about it is it has commercials. Well, I think if you pay, it's probably the plan we have. Oh, but really? If, yeah, but if you have Amazon Prime and like there are certain plans that you don't yeah. have to have commercials. But it was on Netflix and it's old. It's like 2012. Yeah. And then they moved it to Amazon Prime. But yeah, it's really good. It's like murder mystery, which yeah. is like our favorite show topic genre. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what we did. I mean, I watched it by myself basically. I was sitting on the couch with you. I was mm-hmm. just asleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the show we've been into past couple weeks. I guess maybe not even past couple week. Last week. Yeah. We've kind of um, zoomed through the the first season. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's been pretty good. There's I, pretty good suspense in it. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of like things going on in our life, but like we're not talking about it yet and I don't wanna like we're not. I just feel like we have a lot going on that I wanna share, but there's some stuff going on, but we're gonna wait. Sorry. <laughs> Much to talk about, but not going to talk about any Just, of it. Yeah, it's a little too like far away. Yeah, that I. But we do have like, I feel like we get on here every time we record, and we're like, nothing's new. We do <laughs> stuff, but we don't share everything. Yeah. While we're recording this, it's our our one week anniversary of getting our second vaccine. He's like, what can so we talk about? That's good. We're excited. Both excited about that. And actually, yeah. the CDC earlier today put out new guidelines on not having to wear your mask if you're fully vaccinated when you're outside. Yeah. So that's And cool. also I heard that like Europe is opening for US citizens if you've been vaccinated this summer. So mm-hmm. that's like so exciting. Um especially cuz we have like a fully paid trip to Greece basically that like we just need to rebook. Yeah. So it's like exciting to hopefully be able to I don't know, that was another part of the vaccine where I was like think, just excited. Yeah. Travel, you can do all that stuff and it's already been paid for for us for at least yeah. that one trip. So and when you say it's already been paid for for us, we paid for it. Yeah, we paid for we it. We bought it for our, it was, our it was like our honeymoon last year. 
that we never got to go on. So. But like, like it, it's like it feels like it's paid. Like, paid yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I don't. The money was we paid for this. Like it came a year out of the account ago. a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel like I have to put any yeah, money. You don't have to put any it. more money. So uh, yeah, that. that's that's good. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. But today, guys, we are back on another advice column episode. We always like doing advice. I think we've done like two relationship advice columns. Um, but this one I just put out there to do like advice in general. I think like we do talk a lot about relationship and I love talking about it and I think it's helpful. And I think that's like a topic that a lot of people want their, our thoughts on. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like giving our thoughts and perspective on other things too in life in general, because I think we have a lot of thoughts and perspective (laughs) and (laughs) advice. So I kind of just wanted to do another one. I feel like it's kind of like a monthly or. Every other month, we decide to do one because people really like it's like our highest viewed episodes always. Yeah, yeah we were going to do another relationship advice, whatever episode. And they were like, yeah, let's just call it advice and well, see what, what kind of other stuff people write it gets, in. It gets pretty repetitive with relationship. Like, if yeah. you guys are looking for long distance relationship help, like we have talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. So you could probably go back into one of our relationships episodes and hear about it. Um, or try not to be like too repetitive while still answering like some people's questions that they may have not put in last time. Mm-hmm. So, you're drinking a sparkling ice. Yeah, those are like so old. Forgot about those drinks. It says zero sugar. Yes, but there's definitely sugar in there. It's no. really sweet. All right, so we're gonna get into some of the questions that you guys have because we there are a few and i think we'll want to just like get into it first one that we have i'm going to read a long one first which is a related this is related to relationship um and then we can get into some shorter ones because they are pretty all over the place so hi you two hope you guys are doing well i just got back with my ex after a few weeks apart and i truly believe it was a A huge reason why we broke up was because of trying to move too quickly during COVID. We moved in together too soon, right after college, and now we're starting the relationship again over long distance because of where our new jobs are taking us. I'm wondering what your advice is on not letting the breakup get in my head too much. Jules, I remember in one episode you talked about how Pat tried to break up with you, and I'm really curious how you didn't let that affect your confidence in the relationship. I'm having trouble getting over the fear of the second attempt at this relationship not working out and for potentially staying in it longer than I should. He broke up with me the first time and for me trying to strengthen our relationship again over long distance is not easy let me know your thoughts love and appreciate you both Ooh, had to bring up the fact that i broke up with or tried to break up with julia huh first one coming in strong um i'll go first okay because she kind of asked me directly but yeah so when this happened to me i feel like i don't have a good like answer for you because i (laughs) because all you did was say no no, like on how it, um, she's asking how I didn't let it affect our, like, I don't know. I, yeah. I was really in my head a lot and I was like, mm. I did have a rough year of distance for us, but we also started our relationship in distance. So I felt like I was in disadvantage there because I didn't always know like what was going on in Pat's head and like what he was thinking. And we, we didn't talk about it a lot because we were doing distance. Um, and I didn't, at that point we didn't really know if there was a future for us. Mm-hmm. So advice, uh, eventually, you know, I think we did, I think I just started to like open up more to him and talk to him and I was like, you know, 
uh, we had more talks about like if we're serious, where this is going. And I think it was like at the end of that year when you decided to get a job that was closer mm-hmm. um, to where we were. So we were still doing distance, but like the move to be a little bit closer felt so much better. Um, so yeah, it's hard. I think when you like have a breakup and get back together, there there has to be like a mutual conversation and <clears throat> confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely being willing to bring it up, right? Because if one, you're thinking about it, I'm sure your um, boyfriend is thinking about it too. Right. Just kind of being, um, you know, voicing it, saying, look, I'm happy we're together. I'm happy we're going at this again. I want you to know that this is still on my mind. I still think about it. It brings added stress and fear to our relationship because I do think about this. Um, and I do, I do also think, I don't know if, there's that if you feel like the added fear from breaking up in the past, if you said, I think the message said she's afraid of like feeling that again, breaking up again. And I think that's just something that comes with every relationship that, you know, the, the honest truth is more relationships end in breakups and heartache than they do end up, you know, together forever. So it's like kind of got to come to grips with like every relationship is a risk that comes with, you know, that fear and understanding or, you know, being able to commit to saying, look, this is worth that risk to me. I think you also have to realize, like you said that you think a reason you guys broke up was because you were moving too too quickly during COVID. And I feel like you have to kind of take the pressure off of yourself because with COVID and relationships, that is something that no one has ever dealt with before. Mm -hmm. None of us. So I think like taking the pressure off of like realizing that that was because of not like, you know, it depends what the actual reasoning were that you broke up. But if if it was just like, this is too soon, like, you know, COVID put a lot of pressure on everyone. So I think you have to just be like, like, not so hard on yourself. Yeah. <coughs> Joking. <coughs> yeah. It's funny. We talk a lot about long distance dating and dating in general. And I, I feel like a couple of years from now, people are going to be like, talking about dating during covid during a pandemic yeah. like there's no playbook to it no like, but we were just talking to someone i can't even remember who it was oh i do it was my friend talking about her friend that i had seen them like back in october mm-hmm. and they were just moved in together and just got a puppy and then i was just with her recently and she was i was like how are they because i always wondered about the puppy because it was like we had just gotten willow a few weeks ago and she goes, oh, my God, I didn't tell you, like, they broke up. They are had to decide who got the dog now because, like, she was like, they weren't really meant for each other, but COVID really, like, determined that for them. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think that happened to a lot of people. Like, COVID was either really good to you for that sense. Yeah. Like, for us, it kind of brought us together. And it obviously isn't always easy, but, like, yeah, it broke a lot of people up. Like, it's... Yeah. All right, that was a good one to start with. Yeah. So moral of that story is communicate, which I feel like is our answer to everything, but also take the pressure off and just, yeah. Yeah. If you're enjoying it, enjoy it. If you're not, end it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, I'm going to read some of the shorter ones. So this is, okay, this is interesting. Advice on how to handle the end of the school year as a teacher. Advice I feel like, yeah, I'm not exactly how... sure about the question. Yeah. Maybe the end of the school year as a teacher. I feel like that would be a good thing, right? Hopefully like you get your summers off and yeah. you get paid. 
Yeah. I guess I need a little more detail. Um, I'm maybe thinking that like, maybe it's giving her anxiety on like, she doesn't know what she's going to do for the summer or like. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what the intention I'm behind this, this question is or the first oh, thing. Maybe like, maybe like, cause the end of the school year is like very stressful with like the kids and like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know. I was, I was thinking about the, like having to say goodbye, like to yeah, a group yeah. of kids that you like and obviously went through a heck of a yeah, unique year with them. But you can relate to that. What? Well, like when you worked in football and stuff and like the end of the seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like if the, that's what the we're turnover into. of, yeah, kids. I don't know. I don't know what the... Well, just if it's that, then like we'll say, we'll assume that it's like stresses at the end of the year and yeah, next year and summer and... <laughs> I have no idea what advice here. No. Um, I mean, I, I think with... You know, some of the relationships going and changing, right? Like, be intentional about trying to stay in touch, trying to... It's also, like, how old are the kids that you teach? Um, I think that's one of the good things about Wait, social uh, media now. But her next one, she put another box, and she wrote how to stay motivated. So maybe that's related. Mm. Like, maybe the end of the year is just, like, very stressful as a teacher. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Yeah. Well, I, I like staying in touch. Like that's a good part of like social yeah. media. You can kind of stay in touch from a distance. Yeah. If you need more, I, you can DM us in some detail. I think we might need a little more detail to give you like a, <laughs> a better <laughs> kind answer. of our thoughts on it. Um, okay. Changing careers. Been in tech for seven years and trying and to try something else. Hmm. This is scary. That's scary, but. I feel like we talk about this a lot and I've had a lot of these conversations recently. People who are wanting change, like, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. If you're thinking about doing it, if you're thinking about going for it, if you're thinking about it, like you got to do it, you got to make the change and career and job is something that is, you're always going to have a job. You're always going to have to pay the bills. Like if you're, if you're thinking about making a change, like dive for it, go do it, go make the change, go try and start something new, go try and, you know, it it might feel risky, but it's a better option than what you're doing if what you're doing is not, or what, that's what you're trying to change. Yeah. And I feel like your question here, been in tech for seven years and basically like want to try something else. Like you already are kind of like, you want to do something new. You've been doing this for seven years. That's a long time, mm-hmm. but there's always room for something else. And like, yeah. if you're maybe you're really good at it, and you're, but you're just like tired of it. And I feel yeah. like I'm getting the sense that you have like a you do well for yourself. Like you're kind of stable. Like you want to try something new because you're kind of like in a routine that you want to get out yeah. of. So I feel like you have the opportunity to like go for it and try something new. And if and even if it doesn't work, then it's like you can always come back to tech because you have all this experience. Yeah. Yeah, there was actually just a trending LinkedIn post. And I don't know if this is directly related, but it is a little bit. A trending LinkedIn post. And I think it was featured on like Wall Street Journal or maybe New York Times or something. Um, It was a guy, uh, he was 46 years old, I think, 46 or 44, had a heart attack. And he made this post on his LinkedIn as he was laying in the bed at the hospital. And his post was like, I'm you know, 24 hours after thinking my life was over. They give a little bit of the story. He was sitting at his work-from-home desk, thought he was having a heart attack, went and laid on his bed thinking he was going to die. And then 
yeah, had the heart attack. Wife got ambulance there, got him safely to the hospital. He's alive. But he, so he made this post saying like, I'm 24 hours post heart attack and thinking I was going to die. Here's how I'm changing my outlook on my life going forward. Yeah. And one of his big things was like work related stress and like, yeah, you know, defining ourselves by work and what we do and, and, and one of the things that made me relate to this was he talks about like, you know, I'm going to be more willing to go for things that I want to go for. Yeah. Because in the past I was always like, all right, this stability is nice, but I'm kind of bored. I don't really like it, but let me never went for stuff. I think it's hard to like, like, that's very true. It's also like, I, it sucks that it takes something like life threatening to like kind of make you realize those things. Yeah. I, (laughs) Definitely like a sidetrack here. I was thinking about this the other day, kind of related to that, and like exactly what you just said. Like it took having a heart attack for him to make those changes. Yeah. And one of like my like life mantras or like something I try and like I use a lot in giving advice or conversations with folks. Um, it's like so the saying is E plus R equals O, which means event plus response equals outcome and it's you know so for a lot of folks right like this guy just had a heart attack so there's the e the event is the heart attack the response is like what he does now with it is going to determine whether or not the event was a positive or or negative impact on his life yeah so it's it's all meant to say like it's uh like you can only control the R. The E happened, and the O is going to be determined by the R. Mm-hmm. So he has to control his response. But when I was like thinking about this the other day, and I was, we all wait for action on the R because of the event, right? Like yeah. what you just said. Yeah. It sucks that it takes the heart attack to happen yeah. for him to have that outlook on life. Yeah. But, or like, uh, no, it's really true. Uh, like, um, another close f- friend or family going through uh, like a separation of of a marriage after a long time and has really changed around his life. Like he's gotten so much healthier. He's gotten so more, f- like way more fit, m- took on a new job, got promoted at work. And it all happened because of the separation in his marriage. Yeah. And yeah. it takes that to like re-motivate and re-line. Exactly. what it is. And it's hard because what I'm getting at is how do we get to a point where we start the R before the event happens? Like we all need to create that response. Talking about it obviously and like doing stuff like we're doing right now and people are like obviously thinking about it and needing perspective and advice on things like that. Because yeah, it's like I want to do this but I'm not really fully motivated to do it because eh, life's fine. Like, yeah, you know, it's like yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, things are good. This one's kind of this one relates. It says, "I hate my job, but I'm good at it, and it pays well." Mm. It's like the same thing. Like, <clears throat> what are you? You have to put like write down what you're more concerned about, what yeah. your goals are, to make you realize. Well, do you want something that you're gonna love? And doesn't mean you have to doing what you love doesn't mean it's gonna pay less too. Like, yeah, it depends on exactly what you want to do and stuff but it's like Mm -hmm. you hate your job but you're good at it and it pays well like yeah 
Yeah, I think this is, um, I mean, one, this is definitely common. Yeah. <laughs> and. Well, hating when, is different than being like, my job's all right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, my like, job sucks. You hate like your saying, job. Yeah, whatever, depending what you mean by that. But yeah. I think you've got to like create your list of priorities. Yeah. If it pays well and you're comfortable, like does that prioritize higher than being able to say, oh, I love my job. Right. Maybe you don't have to pay for a million things like some families do or some, mm-hmm. that's not a priority for you. Or, yeah. 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 And it, it's hard. Um, some of my old coworkers used to have a very similar outlook on work, right? They hated their jobs. They didn't necessarily like the people they were working for, but it paid well and they were good at it. And I used to always have conversations with them. It's like, great. I'm happy it pays you guys well. I'm happy um, I'm happy you're good at it. But you guys come to work and complain all the time. Like, that's not okay. So what can you do about it? Like, you've yeah. got to be proactive about the change. And like, you know, the challenge back to this person who wrote it in is like, what parts of it do you hate at work? Like, do you just hate the type of work? Do you hate the people? Do you hate your mindset at work? And I think for a lot of people, that's the problem. Yeah. Like, we put so much onus on like, oh, my job sucks when it's not your job that sucks. It's your mindset when you go to work that sucks. But that also means like, well, you don't want to be doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, There's There's one thing to change your mindset depending on what it is. Like, if it's like... You have this job because it pays really well and right now your priority is money, then yeah, you need to change your mindset because you need this job. Yeah. But if it's like, you know, I really want to be doing, I want to be a baker. I want to open my own bakery, but right now I'm in finance. I hate it. Yeah. Well, then you need to like maybe start your bakery job before you quit your finance job, but like get it going. Yeah. Yeah. If there are other things you want to be doing, like there's definitely routes to go do it, but I'm just saying... Like so many people say, oh, my job sucks or I hate my job, but they don't take the accountability to make their jobs better, to make yeah. the work better, right? They're yeah. always like, oh, my job sucks. Like, I guess the work you do can suck. Mm-hmm. Like that is one thing you can complain about. But when it comes down to like work, like we all essentially do the same thing. We walk in a door that we call work and yeah. we start doing whatever our boss tells us to do. Like yeah. that's work, mm-hmm. you know? And there are different things you can try and do to make work a better experience. Yeah. I A lot of you guys had written in about work and stuff because another one says like taking career risks, leaving a company you're comfortable at to try something new, which is literally what we just talked about. But yeah. I think you, if you're wondering about like work and stuff, I mean, we kind of just covered it. It's, yeah. It's all related. Yeah. I think... Just to like one point about that, like work, you know, leaving work to start something else, to do something else, you've always got to just kind of weigh your willingness to be risky. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're like, for me, when I was 20, I don't even remember how old I was, 25 or 26, when I took my job to go live in North Carolina, like I had zero responsibility. I was single. I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have anything. So I was able to like drop everything I was doing for Mm -hmm. a job. Yeah. Right. And that was like, I was able to be way more risky with what I was doing with myself because it was just me. Now, right now I couldn't do that. I can't just drop everything I'm doing and go 
take a job 400 miles away because my, you know, my life has changed and I can't be as risky because I've got to be, you know, more smart. And so it's not to say, don't do it. Don't go for it. Do it. Go for it. Just weigh your risks. Yeah. You have to just write down your priorities. I think that's a good thing for everyone that has written in about the career. Like another one's like feeling like you're stuck. Like you need to write down exactly what your priorities are in order and like kind of weigh your options and, if your number one priority is like not feeling stuck anymore, then you have your answer kind of, and you need to just like yeah. go for it. But I'm not saying like a lot of people are like, how did you like build your career on your own? It's like, I had a lot of, and a lot of people have like second and third jobs or whatever to make mm-hmm. the thing you want work. Like yeah. it's, I'm not saying to anyone, like, like there's a lot of um, like unrealistic, I don't even know what the word is where people are like, Oh, just quit, quit your job. Go start something new. It's like, okay, but that's obviously not realistic for most people. And it's like, when you think about it, you're like, I'm just going to quit. It's like, well, okay, wait a second. Like, you don't have to quit right away. Yeah, so many people write in about, oh, I feel like I'm stuck. I've been doing this or I'm doing that. Like, first thing I always think about is you're not stuck. You are mentally stuck. Yeah. But every job is a job you can just leave. Like... Yes. The only thing you're stuck in is if you're a parent or if you've (laughs) got to pay like mortgage, your bills, like Mm -hmm. that you're stuck in, right? Like that you have to do. Our marriage, relationships. I'm not stuck. I can leave if I want. Yeah. Our apartment where we live. I can leave. Like my job. It's hard. It's mentally hard. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to break down that like you put up this barricade around like, oh, I'm stuck. And that is all mental. Like, yeah. You can get out of yeah. anything. Yeah. I think I didn't realize that till I like started doing things on my own and was more independent. And I was like, okay, I don't have to do this. I just have to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it's such a mental game. Yeah. Um, I guess this is really similar. We can skip this one. I started my own business and it's been a slow start, but family is pressuring me to get a real job. Mm. That's a good one. That is a good it's one. Not, I thought it was more like, I mean, it is career related, but like. Yeah. I mean, my first thought is, can you get another job and keep that? But my other thought is, why are your your families pressuring you to get a, quote, real job, which I absolutely hate that because that is something I feel like yeah. I my industry deals with all the time. But it's like, is that because you're living with your parents and they're paying for stuff for you? Because that would be one thing. If that's the case, then... I would say like you probably need to get some form of your own income to keep going with starting your own business if your family is like, hey, we're supporting you and we support what you do, but we can't just pay – like we want you to get a real job so you have money. Yeah. Or if if they're pressuring you and you're like out doing your own thing and they're not like – you're not on their payroll anymore, then it's kind of none of their business. Yeah. And like that's not being supportive at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm saying you don't – I don't think you should be listening to what – they're saying it sounds like maybe they would be really old school if if that's the case yeah yeah if you're what you're doing now like your own business is meaning you're gonna have to be dependent on other people your family then yeah you you don't have to listen but you've got to be making steps to become independent so if they are paying right start doing stuff find another job work nights and weekends doing something else i think i relate to this a lot because in the beginning, like, that was exactly what was happening to me. I mean, I wasn't getting pressure, like, to get a real job, but it was just, like, 
Julia, you need to make some money because this isn't making you any money right now. And until it does, you need to make money. And yeah. it wasn't like we don't like what you're doing. It was like we fully support your passion and your whatever you want to do. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. you have to have some kind of income. And it's like every business you're going to start is going to have a slow start. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, one thing to try would just be put a date on the calendar. You know, it's what's today? End of April, say by September, by September 1st, if my business isn't doing X, Y, and Z, then I'll look at doing another, yeah, not, not another job, but another like other options to. But I don't, I don't feel like I want it to sound like, because we, me and you kind of went through this thing where like in the beginning of our relationship, of our relationship was like when I started my blog and everything Mm -hmm. and for a while we were like all right in the back of my mind it's like well what if this doesn't work out even though it was like my dream and it's like there was a little bit of like i I get the outside pressure because there's people that are kind of like yeah yeah we support you but like you're not this isn't gonna work or blah blah blah. so i'm not saying like go get another job and forget about your passion it's more like get it a second or third job and keep this as your number one obviously you love this keep it as your number one but yeah i mean that was what you did yeah, right? and it's like, like at when, nights you have another job. You yeah. work all day on your project, and then at night you go work to make money. Yeah. Or in the morning you, you know, I babysat. That yeah, was that was a huge income for me. Like that was my income. That's how I paid my rent. Mm-hmm. And then I think I only I did like part time babysitting, so I would have at least half the day to work on what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, was the difference in <clears throat> age gap between you and Pat ever problematic? Currently in the same shoes as you were in the past where I'm in college talking to someone who's older than I am five years and they're looking for it to become a relationship. I'm unsure if this is problematic because if this will be a problem because of the age difference or if I'm even ready to commit to a relationship with someone older since I am still in college. Curious to know your thought process or how you went about your relationship with Pat. Of course, every relationship is different, but it would be nice to hear about someone who has already experienced it as I really don't know anyone else who is in the same shoes as I am. Apologies in advance if this is something you already touched on. So, I mean, for me, yeah, it was never, like, problematic. It was always on our minds, I think, when we started because I was in college. And I think, like, in the beginning, the first thing I had said to Pat was, like, I'm not looking for a relationship. Like, I was 20 mm-hmm. um, and Pat was older, 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to tell you that five years is not a big difference at all when you are talking in the terms of life, in terms of your life stage like you being in college and him being out of college or her i don't know um that's not going to be a problem down the road i think yeah um yeah i agree i mean definitely life like age the age difference itself is not going to be a big problem like we all know a hundred different couples that yeah age gap you know you guys said 10, five years, years 10 yeah. years bigger years yeah we've got it an uncle like that's a 20 year age gap yeah and um yeah when you're younger definitely a bigger deal i always thought of it as life stage mm-hmm. um that being more of the issue where when julie and i started dating she was still in college and you know kind of living a little more of a college lifestyle. And I was like in, into a serious job, like, you know, 
had my weekends. That was it. So like the life stage was a little different. And I think that's kind of what you need to think about when you graduate from college. Are you going to want to, you know, quote unquote, settle down? Are you going to want to be able to have freedom to go wherever you want, do whatever you want? Then if that's the case, then, you know, the, the age gap is going to be a bigger deal. If you want to go wherever and he wants to be, he or she wants to be, you know, settle down near family, right? Like yeah. that is what would cause an issue. But the age itself is not going to be an issue. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying sure. that you're not sure if you're ready to commit. That was literally my gut feeling in the beginning was, I don't know if I actually want this. But then for me, when we started talking, when I just realized I really liked him and I was like, I'm, this is, it became my top priority to like kind of make that work. Um, so I think it just kind of depends on like where your priorities are with like, if you're trying to make it work, then you're going to make it work. Um, if you're both on the same page, but if you're really hesitant, like then maybe it's just not right. I don't know. We were mm -hmm. also doing distance at the time and it doesn't sound like you're in long distance. So you might, you, you should just talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Age as a standalone should not cause a problem. Yeah. And especially now with us, we've been together for almost six years and I don't even think about our age anymore. Yeah. At all. No, only Except on my when birthdays. Except we make fun of you. <laughs> uh, okay. That's funny. Um, all right. Here's one that's um, very different. How to work out with a full-time job and a busy schedule. Ugh. Hmm. Good question. Let me know if you find the answer. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my full-time job and busy schedule... Ugh, it depends how much working out is a priority. This all comes back to priorities. <laughs> like it yeah. really just depends how much you want to work out. If you're like, and, and the one thing for me, and I think I've kind of come to terms with this is that working out comes in waves for us. Like I think for both of us, like there will be, you know, there were months where Pat was waking up at 6am every single day to get his workout in before work. And like, you know, that doesn't, that's not going to last the rest of your life, but there are phases. So I think mm -hmm. like you could start out by trying like, you know you have to be on your computer by 7.30. Like if working out is something you really, really want to start doing and making a priority, then say, okay, this week, two days a week or three of the days, I'm going to set my alarm and work out, working out is going to be the first thing I do. Like mm -hmm. it, it has to do with like scheduling. Like, yeah, there, everyone has busy schedules. There's never going to be enough time for everything, but you just have to, if it, it depends how much I think you really want it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's about kind of the different priorities. And if, we're, like, obviously you writing this in saying working out with a busy schedule. Sounds like you want like, to work out. Sounds like you want to work out. You can start uh, slow. Yeah. By start walks, and, you know, yeah, like walks. Anything. And there's there's 10 minute workout videos on YouTube. There's five minute. There's everything. If you just feel like you want to get there because, I don't know, for me, sometimes it's like, I just need to say that I did a workout. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, somebody the other day posted, you're only, and it was just like a picture with the quote, like you're only one workout away from a, a better mindset. And I think yeah. that's the case, like a 10 minute workout, yeah. a five minute workout, go run a mile, be done in you know eight minutes, right. whatever. Like you're going to feel better after. Yeah. It doesn't have to and, be this hour thing. Yeah. But to take it back to, um, you know, I, I forget where I saw this. It was, um, like looking at a schedule, right? You have eight hours of work every day. You have roughly eight hours of sleep every day. So if you take away work and sleep, 
that still leaves you with a full eight hours every day to do with what you want. And when you think about that, you're like, holy crap, what did I do with those other eight hours? Like, where did those other eight hours come and come in? Like, well, you know, I, where are they actually? I'm trying to think like if you go to bed at 10, that would be up at six. Oh, that means you wake up at six. Yeah. And then you have what? Two hours before you have to be on work. Yeah. Two hours before work. And and then then it's five. five. Yeah. And you have five hours after work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's there's the time. I guarantee you the time to work out is in there. Yeah. You've just got to, you know, be willing to, you know, manipulate yeah. your schedule to have it fit in there. Yeah. Right? It, okay, you got this other eight hours, but actually you want to be, you know, sleeping in bed for another an hour and yeah, watch Netflix hours. for an hour. Yeah. It's like, okay, you got 10 hours. So that means you've got six other hours, yeah. right? You do a one-hour workout and that can be, you know, 15 minutes to get ready. 30 minute workout, 15 minutes to shower and get dressed again. Right. Like, that's it's also how you like there's so hour. many little things during the day that take up more time than you yeah. think like making breakfast. Okay. That's a half hour. Yeah. You know, like there, I understand that it's like, it's hard to, I just think you should start out s- slow. I think you should start out with like Monday, I'm going to wake up half hour before I used to do Yeah. before I used to, or I'm used to, what am I saying? And I'm going to do a 15 minute workout, mm-hmm. you know, is that it? Yeah. I got locked out. Um, yeah. So there's definitely time, definitely time to work out. It's just a matter of fitting it in and making it work. Yeah. This one says friends with benefits. Mm. And I just want to say, don't do it. (laughs) This never works. I'm like not a believer in friends with benefits. Yeah. It doesn't work. And obviously they're asking for advice, so it's not working out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, all they wrote in, all this person wrote in, it just says friends with benefits. This is the thing and it's with an interesting with benefits, one. Is the reason you're doing this is because you are very attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. So if you're really attracted to each other, then that means you have feelings already. Feelings are already there. Yeah. You're never gonna be like friend like sexually intimate with somebody and then be like, nah, I don't wanna date them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess people do it, but I just think that I don't have advice for this really because I don't think this really works in the long run. Yeah. The the only bit of advice I would say is like, make sure both sides are on the same page. Yeah. Right. Like communicate, Hey, are we both okay with this? Just being friends with benefits. Right. Like it's not going to. And the second you're not, you need to tell that person. Yeah. Cause shit just gets bad. Mm -hmm. Um, this one is saving money with a Mm. sweating face. (laughs) Don't do it. We have a whole episode about this. We yeah. did like a saving finance tips episode. So you should go back and find that one yeah. um, because we talk a lot about what we do. Um, we kind of go into depth about like couple saving a little bit, I think, because like we didn't really, it was like new for us this year. Mm-hmm. Um, usually don't do it. No, I was just kidding. Just spend all your money. Spend it. On everything. Just spend it. Can't take it with you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's hard to tell you what to do when I don't know your like financial situation, but something I could say is... Another thing is like just start out slow if you're like so new to it. Like don't overwhelm yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. Like I wouldn't talk to – I mean I would say you could talk to people about it, Mm -hmm. not the person that's going to make you feel bad or anything. Like everyone starts at different places and everyone starts at different times. Mm -hmm. Um, And it depends on what you can save and what what you're able to save. But yeah. it's important. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know that like personal finances can and are very stressful. That's why I think the emoji faces are there. Yeah. That she sent. Like it is it stressful. Is. And it's it like, is. Yeah, go ahead. And I think we talked about this on another episode. It's like, how much money do I need to save? What like I want to buy a house or I want to do this it's or like, I want to do that. Like you way? never know how much or what. It's mm-hmm. like never talked about. Um and so it is stressful. Start small. You know, if you get paid every once a week, twice a week, or twice a month, whatever, just start small. Start putting money. It does add up. And yeah, the one thing I would say is like try and automate it as much as you can. So set up like, mm-hmm. you know, an automatic deposit from your normal uh, like checking or saving account. You know, take out a hundred yeah. bucks a month if you can, have it be automated and go into your savings account. Like separate those accounts. Like don't don't try and save money in the same spot that you spend money because yes. you're always going to think of that money as money to spend. You have like to have put your accounts. savings into a different account and you know, that's where your money, like you don't even think about it as yours. Like it just sits over it's, there. Yeah. That's really helpful too, because when I, every time I get paid, the first thing I do is take money and put it into my savings. And I think that's mm-hmm. like, it's like become routine now. And I think it's like, you see that you got paid and it's like, Oh yes, I got all this money. And then you're like, all right, but I know that this amount is going to go into savings. And like you kind of then just know that when your paycheck comes, like you're actually getting a little bit – it's almost like you're getting a little bit less of your paycheck, but really it's just going into another account to be Mm -hmm. saved. So start small and then if you're able to grow with it, the more you get paid, the more you can save kind of thing. Like, Yeah. And then eventually it'll feel good. I think like the more you save too, the more that you want to save. Like when you start seeing it pile up, you're like, oh, well, I want to put more in because like – Look at that account grow. Like yeah. that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of good content out there. I mean, we've done talked about it. And I think on one dedicated episode of different ways to save and reasons to save. Yeah. Um. How to get out of the single working girl funk when your friends aren't single? Single working girl funk. Like, you're having really fun because you're single and working and, like, being a boss, but, like, your friends aren't single? Because <laughs> that sounds fun to me. It does sound fun. I wish I was single. Briefly, I think there's a lot of pressure to be everywhere that you're not. Like, you're in a relationship, everyone around you seems single. You're single, everyone around you seems like they're in a relationship, and it's like, you just have to be like comfortable where you are and know that like at some point you probably won't be single anymore. So take, write down what you're grateful for. Like you have, I'm like saying all the things I wish I had. <laughs> you're like, you have this apartment to yourself. You get to be alone all the time. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> just like, but, but there are things about being in a relationship that are good too. Like there's things that are good about both sides and that's something you just have to what's good about a relationship that's just something you have to realize and know um and tell your friends like hey i am one of the only single ones out of our friend group it would be great if we could just have a girls night you know like make them let them know that like you're there and you appreciate their relationships and you're so happy for them but you would love to be able to like have a girls night weekend whatever and yeah everyone grows up it's hard everyone like separates and that's that's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do one more. Okay. This is another relationship one, of mm. course. And this is 
Don't do it. Stay single. For the advice column, my boyfriend and I have been arguing a lot about our future. Same. We had been talking about moving abroad since the beginning of our relationship, but now he's unsure. It has caused a lot of fighting because I know I want to live abroad while he won't compromise and consider moving for a little. His job has locations all over the world, so it would be the perfect situation. He's such a homebody, and it makes me worried about our future together because I will not compromise going to Europe to live because it is something I have wanted since I was a kid. I told him that at the beginning of the relationship, and he is aware. He also keeps saying we don't need to figure it out now because it is years away, but I like to plan or at least have an idea of where he's at. It gives me a lot of anxiety not knowing, and I don't want to be with him for six years, and he just says no. Any advice on how to talk to him or in general? Sorry, that was long and winded. No worries, girl. Did you write that one in? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's literally me. Yeah, I know. Only for the part that, like, I, I get a lot of... Pat and I are different in the sense that I like to plan, and he's very last minute, and I... It gives me a lot of anxiety to, like, have to ask... Literally, I'm going to probably fight about with him this later. Like, it gives me so much anxiety to, like, have to ask him all the time. Like, I literally have a list of things we have to do, like, taped to our fridge right now so that he can physically see it. So, I totally understand. That's something that Pat and I... That's, like, our biggest struggle right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like... Yeah, and I think for you it's it's a little bit bigger because you are you're going to go abroad. You want to do this. It's something you wanted to do and don't give that up, definitely. Yeah. Um it, it needs to be I think a conversation you have with your boyfriend where you're like, "Listen, this is really serious and I need to know where you're at because you're starting to worry." Yeah. I think I mean this is a hard one because like it sounds like you've had your eyes set on this for a long time and you know what you want. And that's great. Yeah, that, that is great. I think, you know, the, the approach, my advice on how to approach this with your boyfriend is not only focus on moving abroad, right? Don't only focus on that because, well, another way to approach, right, is you can bring it up to him and say, hey, this is something I really want. You know, I really want this. I would love to do it with you. You know, if you do this or yeah, if we can make this happen, what would you like to do after that? Or yeah. what 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 are something that you could that you would like? Yeah, like with involve this? him. Involve him. Yeah. Don't make right? him don't feel like it's it, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it feel like you're dragging him across the pond to live in London, right? Yeah. Make it something that you guys get to do together. And, you know, I, I don't know where you guys are from. He said you said he's a homebody. So if you're from I don't know, wherever, North Carolina, right? Okay, great boyfriend. Let's consider moving abroad for a year. We'll do it. While we're there, I'm going to start saving money to have us fly home twice a year. Yeah. So you're still going to be able to come home, right? And it's I not- think you could also say like, listen, if you hate it out there, like if he hates it, which I guarantee you he will not. I yeah. think for a homebody, a lot of times it just takes some, like he's going to thank you. He's going to be like, yeah. thank you for letting, for pushing me to do this. Like that's what couples are for. They challenge each other. You do things out of your comfort zone and then you realize that you like them. Yeah. And I think, I think he'll thank you. That's my gut feeling. Yeah. But if he ends up hating it, then he can go home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there is, there's, you. I think you need to, like we're saying, involve him, bring up options that mm-hmm. are going to make him feel more comfortable about it. Yeah. Yeah, if you go there with the intention of being there for a year together, two years together, and after a couple months, all he can think about is how much he hates it and how badly he wants to be back home, like, he can move back home. And that also doesn't mean that you have to break up, 
because you can do a long distance relationship and still make it work. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean like, oh, the relationship's over. Everything needs to end. And who knows, maybe going there for two years, you know, you realize, oh, I'm actually more of a homebody than I thought. Like I had this grandiose vision of what living in, yeah, you know, wherever, what it would do for me. And actually all I can think about is how much I miss my family. And then, you know, afterwards you guys move back yeah. or, you know, it it's sounds like, like you like to travel and it's something that's going to be important to you for like the rest of your life. So it, it'll probably be a good test to see like, you know, if he hates it, then maybe you're like, maybe, maybe that's not going to work out. Yeah. But if he loves it and maybe he's like, thank you, I, I think I'd want to travel more in our in our future and like that would be great. So I think just, yeah, make him feel comfortable because obviously like being a homebody, like there's a lot of fears on the outside and being the opposite of that is like you don't understand why it's scary. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, okay. All right. I don't think. Is there anything else? All right. This is going to be the last one because I just think it's. A good one. It says grieving a loss when it's not an obvious loss, if that makes sense. It sort of makes hmm. sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it makes full sense to me. It's... Uh, I'm trying to think of like I... what not an obvious loss is. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking like, what is something that you would get? You feel like you... I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. Like you're mm -hmm. grieving, but like people on the outside maybe wouldn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Not like someone died, but maybe... Yeah, not like the biggest thing that is like an obvious. It could be like a friend, a friendship that got totally cut off. Mm -hmm. Like that's like something you grieve and people don't really like think about or like it's not obvious. But like when you, when you're friends with someone and then you're, you guys cut it off for some reason, it's like, mm, mm -hmm. you can be grieving that. Yeah. Yeah. Or something similar. Yeah. I think, I mean, regardless of what the obvious or not obvious grieving it like, be in touch with your emotions. If it's something that you feel you need to grieve um, about, then do it. Yeah. Like don't don't worry about what it is. I mean, yeah. It, if you kind of understand what that process looks like for you and you think it'll help, then do it. Like don't need to hide or shy away from emotions because you're worried about other people aren't going to be able to relate with it if it's not an obvious loss or yeah. right like go through that process for you. Don't worry about what other people are going to know or not know about, you know, yeah. what the loss was. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't, if, if it has something to do with like thinking about what other people are thinking, then yeah, that is, I think you can grieve however you need to. Mm -hmm. And I think just time, like it obviously takes time no matter what it is. And just like a not being hard on yourself Yeah, for it. Turn on some good country music and, Drink a bottle friends. of wine. <laughs> okay. Those were good. Those were good. I like how it wasn't all relationship. Same. We like, like giving you guys life advice, like just general topics, like, hey, uh. Hmm. Should I shower today or tomorrow? <laughs> I'm tomorrow. having really a hard time getting used to this. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Just yeah. general topics. It's good. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, okay, that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends about us if you want. Think if you think they're gonna like our stuff, and leave us a review if you have time because we love that mm. for you. All right, All right. thanks See everybody. You See ya.